Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Stochastic.com NFL Strategy Show Playoffs. Wild Card Weekend First Look Edition, baby, presented by Prize Picks. For those of you guys wondering, we're just pushing everything back a day. Cut one show out for the playoffs, but we're going to start the first look on, on Wednesday and then cruise through everything else throughout the week. I'm Dave Locker and Alafi underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D on the Twitters, joined by Ben Rasa at Jazz Raz DFS. Playoffs are starting, man, with six games with a Monday nighter as well. We're in business. Oh, we're definitely in business. I'm not even going to make a, like a big... I'll just get this right out. I think it's fine to play a playoff game on Monday. I've seen some people say they shouldn't be doing that. I, I think it's cool. Uh, more I like than it. I like I'm it. Care. I'm a fan. And a fan I'm also not, you know, you can talk about like short weeks and stuff too, but there's, there's teams that play on wildcard weekend on Sunday and then they play Saturday the next week. Right. So what's the difference between playing Monday and then Sunday the next week? It's not a big deal. I, I, I think it's fine. None of it bothers me. I love it. Yeah. I, look, I'm all about adding games. I, I think the Saturday games are fun. I, I thought it was awesome that we had that Jags Titans game felt like a playoff game, right? I'm not saying between two clear playoff teams, the Titans certainly aren't, but it felt like a playoff atmosphere Saturday night, primetime game, win and get in anyone, not a fan of that. In my opinion is nuts. Like it, it if every season, Ben, you give you you put a, a, a teams that are in win and get obviously it's unique each year, but like if you have another situation where winner gets the division, or you know, you know, winner in this makes the playoffs regardless of, of other outcomes, I, I say flex them or put them on Saturday, put them on Sunday night, whatever you could possibly do to, to to make it worthwhile because those games feel like playoff games. Yeah, they are. I mean, I, I have no problem with any of that. I think my biggest gripe is probably I get why they're we're, we're dealing with a two game slate and then a three game slate and then a showdown slate. To me, it would be cool once a year to just have like a multiple day slate and just have the, the long Saturday to Monday be the premier slate. But I get why they do it. Yeah, because it's going to fill on those short. Yes, slates, yes, it so is. No doubt. Uh, but we'll, we'll, I'll tell you in, in a second how we're going to break down this this slate to make it easier for you guys, to make it easier for everyone. It's it's complicated. Before we do, though, happy to have you guys with us. Welcome to the postseason, baby. Hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. 
watching after the fact, that's cool too. Leave a comment down below. We try and at, at the at the minimum read all of them, respond to as many as we can. If you're listening to podcast or wherever it is, leave a rating, a review, subscribe to the pod, tell your friends as we head into to Wildcard Weekend about the strategy show. It's a great time of year. We're heading into the playoffs, but before any of that, man, before we get into this slate. I just want to shout out the Detroit Lions. I knew you would. Why not? I was so fucking stoked to see that. Now, I I, I, was, I had a feeling. Campbell's, Campbell's team, you think they're going to come in and lay down the dang, dang Campbell's animals? Get out of here. Of course not. You knew they were going to come in and bite some legs off, as he says. Chew them down to the knees, Ben. And that's exactly what they did. Goff looked solid. Williams has his 17th touchdown on the season. The defense stepped up, got, got a, a big-time pick, and they could have been completely deflated after all those calls went against them. Forget about the rig shit, too. This was, the, the, like, the one on the interception that got called back, it was a clear hands to the face on Detroit. It, okay? It was. Whatever. You want to see Green Bay get into the playoffs? That's what they say the league wanted. doesn't matter. They still lost. Detroit fought tooth and nail. I was so I was real excited for that game, man. Yeah, I good for them. I, I mean, you have to give credit. Listen, they they had nothing love, to play for but pride. No, I I love the mentality. They said, I mean, I, I heard him say it that two things are happening: we're either making the playoffs or they're not. And I love. Did that. they say I, that? Yeah, which is awesome. That's so good. Like I, you got to give them props. Now. I think it speaks more that, and you said this from the beginning, Green Bay is just simply not good. I agree uh, with They that got on a well. little run, but they're not a good team. So agree. before we crown Detroit, it feels good for them. They will be a serious threat to make the playoffs next year. I think everyone acknowledges that. I thought that Trevor Lawrence was quite Real quick, fortunate. I'm not crowning the Lions. I'm crowning, crowning that them. I'm crowning that performance and – like, I hate, you're not trying to use buzzwords here, right? Like, oh, playing for pride. They had grit, this and that. But, like, most teams in that situation, after getting eliminated from the playoffs one hour before kickoff, Ben, because don't forget, that game between Seattle and the Rams went to overtime. So it's like, it's what, yeah. one, one hour before kickoff? They're like, all right, we got nothing to play for. They still rally the troops and come out there and win. Go ahead. No, no, listen, there's all credit to them now, again. I don't think the Packers are any good. The Packers also have a guy who got ejected multiple times in an NFL season, which is, <laughs> is just so far out. I can't even deal with that. I want to take us back, though, one day earlier because Trevor Lawrence, who had made strides this year, played not a great game, and he got bailed out, not on a controversial call, but a close call uh, in the sense of, you know, Jacksonville won the game by scoring on defense late. They're very fortunate. I think the narrative would be a lot different if that turned out different for Trevor Lawrence to end that season. I agree. And we were both pretty high on Lawrence coming into the final few weeks of the year. That was, he missed some, some must have throws and he got bailed out. You're right. Like if, even if that's, if that's Ryan Tannehill, does Tennessee win that game? I mean, I thought they should have won the game with Dobbs. So probably. Yeah. No, you didn't miss the meatloaf talk. We got, I got to talk about meatloaf. I got to talk about the DMV a little bit. Went to the DMV yesterday. Oh, we'll get into that. Oh, yeah. Okay. By the way, say what you want about Vrabel. He clearly made the right decision starting yeah. Dobbs over Malik Willis. Like, I know Dobbs kind of collapsed in the latter stages of that game, but they couldn't contain the pressure either. Like, Jacksonville was on his ass every second. 
If that's Malik Willis, I don't know if they get more than a field goal in that game, honestly. No, and I don't know what they're going to do with Willis, honestly. Like, no, nah. it's it's a tough spot. We'll see. They're irrelevant. They're not in the playoffs. But uh, oh, last that? thing. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I know you want to talk about this. Texans. No. Well, that's that's amazing. Like just a clear middle finger. I said it the other, I said it before the week started. If you think Lovey Smith's team is coming in here and laying down, you're insane. Like when he, he said it, we're playing. He was, play, he was not playing around and they went for two. They went for two. I, <laughs> that's going to live in infamy, man. That is unbelievable that they didn't just go for the tie. They know what the number one overall pick on the line, Lovey Smith goes, we're winning this game. And they did, man. Can you can you imagine? And now he's fired. Uh, but so. he knew he was going to be fired. Yeah, yeah. Listen, good for them. That that's the that's something that people I think confuse all the time. Like the coaches and the players, they play to win a hundred percent of the time, even when you're tanking. Like it's it's the guys that are out there. What did you you had another thing though? What what was that? I think it's insane that Staley played his starters all. Oh game. my god. Okay, I texted you about that. You, you were did. texting yeah. during that. And then Williams gets hurt. Yeah, no, he's carted off and he's like, oh, he could have returned. Returned to what? Uh, <laughs> he got hurt. Joey Bosa got hurt. Murray got hurt. Just, I don't care if anyone is not on it. Like, if, if everyone is fine and they're playing, it's still so dumb. And this is a guy who doesn't play Herbert in the preseason at all, which I Ever, agree not with. Not a single snap. I think five, I, I'm not, I mean, this is why I can't be an owner. I would fire him. He would be fired for that one decision, right? Yes. What? There's yeah. no, there is no other argument. Zero. And they lost. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like, oh, we need momentum. Real good momentum. You lost to Denver heading into the playoffs. <laughs> good job. I, honestly, of all the insanity that transpired in week 18, and it always does, I think Brandon Staley playing his starters all game was the most insane thing that we saw throughout the entire week. Throughout the, it's the worst coaching decision of the year. And that includes oh, everything. Ahead of Hackett's blunders? Because, I mean, this, this shouldn't factor for. in. But it's of all the teams, it's the Chargers who get snake bit more than any team in yeah. the league. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Right. You're right. The Chargers, there's a black cloud over Always. their heads every single year. You're right. Crazy. Anything else you want to want to move this forward? No, I can't believe I'm a, I mean, the comment says it all. Staley is a fake smart guy because I love how aggressive he is, but that is one of the, it just makes no sense in any situation. You want to get him one series, sure. Like Eckler's getting like handoffs deep into the fourth. Like, what are you thinking? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Justin said he's a fake smart guy. Yeah. He, at this point he is, I, I'll never understand that. And then they come out with these bogus excuses as well. As to like why you're with Keenan Allen's always finding a way to get injured, right? Erwin James is hurt every year. Every, every year. year. Mike Williams is always banged up. <laughs> it's the team that stabbed their own quarterback. Like, they're <laughs> on the side of caution. Yeah, man. I know. I can't. Uh, all right. Well, uh, glad you guys are all hanging out with us. This should be a really fun show. We are going to listen. The only way we can do this is just cover it as like a main slate and then add some context 
to like a Saturday or a Sunday slate, right? Like, Hey, this guy is great, but especially on the, on the Saturday, you know what I'm saying, Ben? Like we're going to, it's the only way we can do it. We're not doing eight different first look shows for, for this weekend. No, we can't. I mean, listen, there's six games. We're going to get into all of them. And obviously there is going to be some nuance, but you know, you guys, we have a smart chat. They understand if I, I say he's my favorite of all the quarterbacks and then he's on a two game slate, even though he's going to be much more popular there, it, it reasons to stand that I probably like him there. So we're, we're going to do the best we can with it. It also stands to reason. What did I say? Reason to stand. Yeah, that's okay. That's I, okay. I try to expand the vocabulary and just immediately punished. <laughs> I should just stick to my three sentences. So I tweeted last night that the, the, the most, the most hated, the, the, the meal that gets the most undeserved hate, the most disrespected meal on the planet is, is the old meatloaf. And you said that we could spend an hour on this. I just, quick thoughts here. Does that mean that you hate meatloaf? Because I ate it last night no. and I ate it cold today before we started this show. Meatloaf gets so much undeserved hate. It is delicious if you know how to make it. I'm not talking some garbage, nonsense diner meatloaf, right? Talking homemade meatloaf, the real deal, delicious. Okay. So I said to you on a tweet, I don't know how I feel about this because it, we're not going to get too deep in the weeds. Sure. It may be under, underrated because I think it's regarded as like a pretty shitty food. Is that fair to say? Yeah, but I think it's the name because here's why. Here's why. It is essentially the same thing as a hamburger. Like you're just t- well, I don't know. I don't eat meatloaf. Okay. So All you're doing, I'm I make a good so meatloaf, as a matter of fact. All you're doing is taking ground beef, right? And you can do a bunch of different things. Some guy on Twitter is like trying to give me a heart attack. You got to put, you got to stuff it with mac and cheese. <laughs> that seems aggressive. It is. It's probably delicious, but I want to live past 40. Anyway. Yes. And, and Willie said meatloaf and mashed potatoes. It, yes. Meatloaf and mashed potatoes is one of the greatest meals on earth. Um, and Steven, it is like a hamburger. It is. I don't know about that. It is just ground beef that you're mashing together. Now, one of the ways you can do it, right? You, you, you beat an egg and then you get breadcrumbs. Okay. You can do it a million different ways though. Like you put ketchup in there, ground beef, uh, breadcrumbs, uh, Worcestershire, you name it. Okay. There's ways, there's ways to make this work. Cut it, dice up some onions, mince some garlic, all of that. It is not far off. Like all it is is ground beef that you're shaping into a loaf and putting your own twist on it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I first of all, I've never had homemade meatloaf for obvious reasons. Uh, the problem I have with he means it means because he doesn't cook any food on his own. Yeah. And growing up, my parents would never have cooked meatloaf or cooked in general. This is my thoughts, and then we can move on or, or keep going. <laughs> it's fine, but I'm going to put it in the pork chop category. And what I mean by that is you get boxed out at restaurants. I was at a good restaurant last night on the meal, on the menu was pork chops. And the problem is any place that's going to have a good pork chop, it's going to have a good ribeye, a good filet, probably some sea bass, maybe braised short rib. So it's just like, when the hell am I ever going to eat meatloaf? Because if I'm going to do that, I would just eat like I had a nice ribeye last night. It was quite good. Uh, I'm not sure where meatloaf ever fits in. Pork chop stinks though. Like 
does it though? Pork chops seems fine. I'd never get them because it, it takes like if okay. Um, my mother-in-law for for New Year's Day always has like a huge pork, right? Like that's what they do, and they're actually very good. But but I would never seek it out. That's what I, I'm. That's meatloaf. I that's would, what I'm saying. So for, I'm what I'm telling you is meatloaf is in seek out territory now. Maybe not if I'm at a restaurant, because it's one of those things where you kind of want to have your own feel for it. But as far as like, if you ask me what I rather make meatloaf or pork chops at home, no question meatloaf all day. I, if we ever get together, we're eating meatloaf, dude. We're eating no, meatloaf. I, like I said, I, I'm sure it's fine. That's my whole point. I think it's probably underrated because it's regarded as such a shitty food and it's not that bad. But I just don't know when I would ever eat meatloaf because I would just rather eat anything else that's in fair. that category that's i think it, i think it comes down though to the look and to the name meat loaf it's just a loaf of meat see pork chops though everyone has the same yeah i don't know i i'm not i there are a couple foods that i just think are in a tough spot because if you were ever going to get them you'd want them at a good restaurant and if i'm at a good restaurant i would never get meatloaf i would never get shepherd's pie I would never get pork chops because I would just probably get a steak or like asabuco, something else that just I get it. I get it. That's all. That's all. I also don't eat any pie that has meat in it. I don't think pie yeah, should. I'm have... not. I don't really like pie to begin. I don't like pie. Actually, I shouldn't even say I do. But I'm saying I don't like like in my my warped pop mind, pie. pie shouldn't have meat in it. So it throws me off. It's the name. And I think the name meatloaf throws other people off. That's anyway. fine. You don't like chicken pot pie? Not to just to, real quick. Like I'd eat it, but it okay. doesn't appeal to I me. I don't like pumpkin pie, apple pie. Oh, I love pumpkin shit. pie with a scoop of ice cream no, on that's it. That's all Ooh. bad. No, it's good. It's delicious. All right. You want to talk some football? We'll get into your DMV story later. But yeah, yeah that's the show. It's not even a story, just an experience for me just leaving the house. It's always something. Anyway, go ahead. Did you have to get your license taken? I so my lease was up and I bought the car and I had to like do some bullshit. Oh, okay. All right. So no more serial killer pictures? No, no. My license is intact. So okay. we're good. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Let's talk about quarterbacks. Like I said, guys, we're just going to look at this from, from like a, we're going to zoom out on everything. Now, to be fair, there's still some huge contests. Like the screen pass uh, is 100,000 the first, Ben, for Saturday through Monday. So if you're still trying to get it's in fine. Saturday through Monday, there's some big, big contests out there. Oh, no doubt about it. The six gamer is well intact. We just we also have the short slates to deal with. And it's it's just tough to jump in. You know, you would think, oh, playoff time. We have no questions. I feel like we have more questions than a main slate. You, you, more questions on the main slate, you said? Like uh, for only a handful of games, we still have so many unknowns at a quarterback. position. Oh, I know. Normally, it's like very straightforward. We legitimately have actual situations we don't have answers to yeah the, the Tua thing is weird the, the that one you you would assume that he doesn't play but i'm not ruling anything out here it's just the dolphins the it th things haven't looked great for the dolphins as far as you know managing injuries have been and you know what maybe the last couple haven't been to us or haven't been haven't been the team's fault i don't know but there's certainly, uh, you know, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Certainly a watchful eye on that team right now. The nine point dogs. And then Lamar. It, you got Rappaport saying yesterday, Ben, that it or, or this morning, whatever it was, that it's an it's going to be an uphill battle for him to play as well. If he doesn't play, it's Tyler Huntley. If Huntley's available, or Anthony Brown, who attempted forty four passes last week and and completed nineteen of them. Yeah, th- I mean, th- that's these situ again. I, I know we don't know, but what a. What a tough situation. You're, I'm just going to go by the spread. Baltimore's a touchdown underdog here. Um, Miami's a big underdog, 10 points. I, I think Miami has actually no chance in that game. Not, not going to lie. I don't see how they. Do you, think, do you think this is a spot where Miami doesn't, you're saying no chance to win or no chance to even, obviously there's always a chance to cover, but would you be laying the points on the bills here? There are certain times. I mean, I'm definitely leaning towards that side. And sometimes. Going with the super square mindset is, I think, more than fine. And it truly seems that the Bills and the Niners, there is no chance in my mind that they lose. Famous last words. But, like, if you're looking for teaser pieces, I, I, I just simply don't know how either of those teams lose. Yeah. Who, Buffalo and Cincinnati? No, and, and San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco, sure. Like, I think it's tough for Cincinnati to lose this game too if Lamar's not out there. If Lamar's not out there, I, I just he's such a wild card because he's he's Lamar. But yeah. if he's not out there, we've seen that defense. They're, they're fantastic. Doing, but I, let me ask you this, and I know we're talking quarterbacks, but do you think it helps or hurts Cincinnati that they they literally just played? Uh, or no, no effect. I don't know. You know you. you did they run a more vanilla offense? It, it, it's hard. I, I don't know. These teams play each other twice every year anyway. So I think it hurts them. I'll be yeah. honest. I think that if it's like, particularly if it's Brown back there, um, they had four, Baltimore had four turnovers. I know in that game, they could have easily really made that a game. Uh, yeah. But that, that's the thing. Cincinnati only had 20 points on offense because they had a defensive touchdown, but they also had, they also had, I think it was six points that were generated off of turnovers that put them in, in good field position. So their offense really wasn't that sharp at all. Mixon got nothing going on the ground. Burrow barely eclipsed 200 passing yards. I personally like the under on this game more than anything at 41 and a half. If Lamar is out, the under here, Baltimore's defense has been excellent. It's the only hope they have of staying alive in this one. You could see like a a 23-13 type game, and it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. Does that make you less likely to go to Burrow in the stack then? Yeah. I, I This isn't to say that I don't like Burrow, but this is a perfect segue into really breaking this slate down. Daniel Jones is 5,600 against Minnesota. He ripped off 338 yards, huge game against them last time out. Tom Brady, 5,800 in a, in a pass-heavy offense against Dallas, Kirk Cousins, sub 6K against 
the New York Giants. Uh, you you could keep going here if you want to go to the top with Josh Allen at seventy nine hundred. Joe Burrow to me is in a weird kind of no man's land position where I think you could clearly play him. It's a, it's a short slate, and if you're talking about Sunday only, um, then then sure. But even so, even on Sunday, right? You have Jones, you have Cousins, you have Josh Allen. I, I think from a value perspective, even a points per dollar standpoint, like where does Burrow rank even on a Sunday three-game slate for you? I mean, we're shrinking the slate significantly there, but I, I agree. I think that I would – people are going to look for the pay-down options, and you've got it with, with Jones, certainly – Lawrence, who's on the other side of the slate on Saturday. I get that. I'm with you. I think that that game, it has the lowest total of the three games on Sunday. Everyone's going to be looking to the Giants Vikings, who also played pretty recently, and we got a pretty good indication there. We'll have to check the weather in Buffalo. Of course, if you have the money, go get Josh Allen. One guy we really didn't mention, again, there's not that many quarterbacks. Do you think that Herbert's in the same no man's land as well? Yeah, because Herbert just hasn't been good this year. Yeah, that is also true. Like from a DFS perspective, and I know that Jacksonville's secondary is the is the weakest part of their defense. That's not lost on me, right? I, I, I'm 100% understanding of that. But Herbert just hasn't been all that productive. I mean, would you rather play Herbert on a pass-heavy team at 66, or would you rather just pay down for Tom Brady at 58 on another, on the heavy, on the most pass heavy team in the league? That's the game. I mean, you've got Brady, or you could just play Dak, who's talking about been awful. Yeah, it grosses me out, kind of. Still. But yeah, there's, there's a 37 I, attempts. I'm not sure you have any bad options down there. If you want Cousins, Brady, uh, Daniel Jones, of course, like Brock Purdy, the pass volume is so low there that it is very concerning to me, especially as a 10-point favorite. I know I've talked about that a lot. That is a little bit concerning to me. You just have to be highly efficient, and it's still going to be tough to get there, right? Like, put it this way, Ben. He had he threw for three touchdowns last week and still didn't, didn't hit 20 fantasy points. <clears throat> I mean, Purdy, I, I just worry. I, I've always, I mean, it's, it's very difficult. He's not going to give you anything rushing. And his job is to not lose the game. Yeah. Like, he's been great, but they don't want him to do anything. And I don't think he's going to need to do much. No one's going to play Geno Smith. Uh, and I I get it, but I will say, and it, listen, it's the end of the regular season. We've seen, I mean, Stidham comes to mind, of course. I think they can move the ball. Uh, I, if you're talking about the largest tournaments, especially on the shorter slate, I think you, particularly the two-game slate, I don't think rolling Geno is crazy. No? I mean, it's you're talking about a, a slate with four quarterbacks. I'm, right. I'm that's the, that's a lot on Saturday. You're right. That's you know? a lot. Especially um, if they have to go in heavy pass, in pass heavy mode. and They're going to. I think they're going to get yeah. destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. You think just a, a complete route in this one? I, I mean, I just don't think – you know this. I don't think Seattle is even remotely a playoff caliber team. I don't think they're any good. They're here, and that's all that matters. But I, I just – the Niners should really be ready. Uh, I think they just win pretty pretty easily. Yeah, it took Seattle overtime to get that – to get into the playoffs against the Rams. 
yeah, that call on Ramsey. I did, I mean, they ultimately got to overtime. They had their chance. That was a terrible personal foul call. Yeah, horrible. What what about Trevor Lawrence? I, I, you mentioned last week that, or uh, from last week, he was terrible. He really did struggle. I mean, it, what, there was some. I, if you look at it uh, across the entirety of the game, you're like, okay, he did enough. But if you look at some of the missed throws, they were. Jacksonville should have won this game by two touchdowns. These guys were wide open, but Lawrence, he still checks most of the boxes that you would want. He's shown the ability to run. Uh, That helps. Obviously, the pass volume can get there. He's in a very close competitive game against a team that is just outrageous. Who knows what the Chargers are going to do? Healthy total. It's hard not to like Lawrence. He's also cheap. I'm just having a tough time getting to that mid-range. Like, Herbert. If Lamar plays, I'm still really concerned that he's just not going to have the same rushing upside against Cincinnati. They're saying his knee still isn't right. Yeah, that's that's the problem because, I mean, I respect Lamar's passing, but, like, how often is he really getting there if his, if his rushing upside is limited? Not he's not. That's what I mean. So it's like, okay. Funny um, thing about Lamar Jackson is we're looking at this team and talking about how bad they've been without him. It's kind of funny though, because they weren't playing that well without him or with him. Sorry. They, the defense once again was doing so much of the heavy lifting in a lot of these games that, that they were winning. Of course, Lamar Jackson way better than Huntley, not even in the same stratosphere as Anthony Brown. If Lamar Jackson plays, this changes things for sure. I'll tell you this. If he played in the – what do you think the line would be if Lamar played? It's at seven across the board now, some spots seven and a half. I mean, I think the problem is a, he may play, but I don't think anyone thinks he's going to be all right. It, it'll drop a little bit, but it's not dropping to like three. I'll tell you that. No much. way. No, no chance. chance. Can't. No. no. It might go to like six. That's what I was thinking. Through seven, but not – nothing crazy. No. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Do you have anything else at quarterback just um, to put this slate kind of in context for us plays that, that might make the most sense, even if they're, even if we don't look maybe like large field tournament plays that, that stand out for me, I'll sum it up like this. Don't want to bury the lead. I know we didn't spend a ton of time on him. Josh Allen is still Josh Allen. Like mm-hmm. if you can go get him, they got everything that you want. Uh, if you're looking to roll the dice, I think that Dak, and Gino on the shorter slates could make a lot of sense for big field tournaments. They're not my favorite plays, but they're not going to be the field's favorite plays. Then you've got Cousins, Danny Dimes, I think are obvious targets. Can I just say one thing, though, real quick? I've noticed this, and this is more, you can check out everything that Lofi and myself have going on over on Odd Chopper. Everyone in the world is on the Giants. I know. Everybody says, obviously, Minnesota's fraudulent, and the Giants are going to end them. If it drops to two and a half, I'm betting Minnesota just on principle. I'm just getting that out there right now. Yeah, I don't think it will. I do you think it will? I kind of think it does. You think enough money comes in on the Giants to move that to two and a half, huh? I I I think a lot of money is going to come in potential. I think there'll be buyback and serious resistance. But if it hits two and a half, I'm betting Minnesota, even though I don't like that team at all. You'd have to. You have to. A lot of love for the Giants. It's still the Giants. Like, yeah, they're 13 and four against the spread. They're they're 10 and 
and like three as underdogs. They've won seven of those straight up. Everyone's stoked on them. But and Minnesota's we'll say, no good. I'm not I'm not gonna push back on that, but I, I think it's a little much the love uh for, for the Giants here. All right. Well, let's talk about running backs here. And yes, I, I know that the, the, the Vikings have injuries on their offensive line, but my guess is that's not why the Giants are getting are taking a lot of money. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I don't know. Maybe the Giants are stronger in the trenches, sure, but and they both have terrible defenses. You're you're still. I I, I don't know, man. I, I I really don't want to get too far into the weeds with this one. All I can say is that. You're right. If it moves to two and a half, there's no way. I mean, you, you don't, you know, like you said, it's just principle. You don't take the, the Giants as two and a half inside a field goal on the road, no matter what they've been able to do this year. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've just, I have seen it already. A lot of people in our premium discord, a lot of people in chat and I get the logic. I just, I'm really stunned at how much I thought it was going to be around four, four and a half like not three and it taken money even at three, I think. Last time they faced each other on Christmas Eve, it was four, four and a half in some spots. Uh, Vikings ended up winning that one with a, a late field goal to take the lead and win. You know, three point win. I'll take the over in this game though. I think you're going to see a lot of scoring. We can get into some of that as well. Talk running backs. I mean, the Christian McCaffrey you have to, they've been saving Christian McCaffrey's real, real, like full workload for the playoffs. I, you have to imagine that, that he gets a lot of opportunities in this game. Matter of fact, the most carries that he's had since coming over to, to San Francisco was with Seattle, where he had 26 attempts and eight targets in that game, 34 total looks against Seattle in one where they handled him. They only won by eight, but that game was never competitive. I watched the whole thing. I'm sure you guys did too. That was never competitive. I know Elijah Mitchell came back last week. They ran all over Arizona. Elijah Mitchell had two touchdowns, but to get there, Elijah Mitchell is going to need two touchdowns again. Christian McCaffrey, um, I, I will say, as much as I like Austin Eckler, I, I do like McCaffrey more this week. Yeah, I have no problem. I've, I've kind of cautioned on the Sunday show, particularly last week against Arizona, there's just no incentive for them to give this guy any more than he needs. And, and now that couldn't be further from the truth. Like he's going to get as much as they need. And then some in a game like this, even if it gets out of hand, first of all, he's probably part of the reason it got out of hand and he could still get there with around 20 total touches. So I get it. I think Saquon's going to be the obvious target. Um, you know, what's there to say? We just saw this game. He had 22 total touches. He had 10 targets in that game against Minnesota. So people are going to look at that. I think they're going to go right back to him sub 8k no one's going to play dalvin cook i would assume yeah he got banged up i, I probably precautionary um but he's he fine hurt. he's fine i mean he's always he's someone he should play on the chargers i'll just say that much <laughs> like i actually like dalvin cook a bit this week yeah good tournament play but i i obviously that like you the Giants' defense is actually better than the Vikings' defense, but they are. Viking, Vikings' defense is terrible. Their secondary, in particular, is just Vikings as a team. I, I, 
I like nothing about the Vikings. Me neither. And yeah, that's one of those things. We kind of got backed into a corner there in the sounding like we love the Vikings this week. No, it's just a if it moved to two and a half type of thing. Dalvin Cook, though, there's always that that huge potential there. I look at last game and, and the minute and the Green Bay game as you know whatever. I, I don't really care in those spots. Of course, against Minnesota, he was underwhelming. He really hasn't had that many huge games this season. It's true. You know, he doesn't have a 30 fantasy point game this year. So the question is, do you look to Dalvin Cook or do we say, all right, there's a lot of other running backs on this slate worth talking about. I mean, if you're talking Saturday slate or full game or full slate, I like Travis Etienne at 6,300 a lot against the Chargers. They're dead last in yards per attempt allowed on the ground this year. That is their one major weakness this team has. Uh, last week, Travis Etienne being underwhelming was not surprising at all. You should have expected that against that Tennessee front. Uh, he doesn't get a ton of pass catching work. I know Jermichael Hasty can be used a little bit in that respect, but I think Travis Etienne gets the large, the, the, the clear lion's share of touches in this backfield. It's a really good spot for him this week. I like Etienne at home. Wouldn't be surprised if he ripped off a few big runs. 6,300 to me is a great price point. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. We were on over on the Odd Shop again. Check that out on Odd Shopper. You were really adamant to short some of ETN's props in that bad spot against Tennessee. This is a much better situation, reasonably priced. You've got Pollard right there. I get that. Not to jump backwards, two is out. Um, so you can the, you can just oh, confirm. The Dolphins. Yeah, he's confirmed. He's he's gone. Um, that's just a tough spot for Miami. Really tough spot. We'll talk about that more when we get to Tyreek and Co. I'm not sure what they're gonna do. Do you think it impacts like Mostert? Well, is it gonna be Bridgewater? I don't know. They McDaniel said that Bridgewater probably could have come in in relief if Skylar Thompson got hurt last game, but. You know, dislocated pinky finger, pinky finger on his throwing arm. Bert said, "If Teddy starts, Hill is still in play." Yeah, I agree. So do it's I. just, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just the matter, a matter of. First of all, Justin Jefferson's the the premier wide receiver option on this slate. He's the best. He's the best, and he will be the highest on. And then you have Stefan Diggs against that Miami secondary as well. So it leaves you with, and we're jumping around a little bit here, but whatever. It, it leaves you with Jamar Chase and Tyree Kill sandwiched in between those guys with with uh, with with Diggs and and Jefferson bookending those salaries. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, that's something we're going we're gonna to have to look to. Uh, and we'll get there. Uh, yeah, I know we're jumping around a little bit. I'm just interested, whoever it is. I know most are, I think he broke a thumb. It's something with his thumb. Him or Wilson, if it's Bridgewater, maybe they get a boost. I mean, I just don't know how how low you can go. And then you got Fournette down there, who at times 
when when Tampa does what they do to mitigate the pass rush, and we know that's what they want to do against the Dallas pass rush, I mean, Fournette could get another 10 targets. We've seen that multiple times this year. Yeah. Well, let me just back up for a second. I think it's probably unlikely that Mostert plays. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I have no idea. Whoever it is, if he doesn't play, I mean, Wilson's going to be a popular paydown option. And I think he should be. I also think it's insane that Leonard Fournette is cheaper than him and Devin Singletary. That's what and I'm saying. Dominance. Insane. Like, like, are we just assuming that Rashad White is the clear guy? If that was the case, why would we assume that? Well, the, okay. Rashad White has a higher rushing prop this week than Fournette. Do you know what Fournette's rushing prop is? Take a guess. Take a gander. 41. 36 and a half. Yeah, that's pretty low. But his rushing plus receiving is 70 and a half, which speaks to your talk about target. I, you, we saw Todd Bowles did it, it. We saw that he didn't even play him last week, essentially. I, clearly, you're resting this guy to use him in the postseason. No? Like, I, I think, think Fournette so. could get a lot of work this week. Yeah, like 25 total touches, like yeah. legitimately. Yeah. I know early in week, I know in week one, Rashad White wasn't really a factor. That was when Fournette had 21 carries in that game. Uh, and then they kind of just stopped using him later because it was, it was out of hand. But still, like against Arizona, just the other week, Fournette was targeted 10 times. He had 30 touches in that game. Against Carolina, only 14. But last week makes no difference. I really do think that Fournette's price point might be the most egregious of anybody on this slate. I, I would – yeah, I'd agree with that. I, listen, these games too, that Arizona game, like these are gotta have it games. Gotta like they might as well have been playoff games for Tampa. So we're getting insight into what they want to do. Um, I'm not sure I can go lower than that though. Is there anyone I'm missing? The only other one is like if if you did want to play Rashad White, if Fournette is uber chalk then I think Rashad White makes some sense. But he doesn't excite me. James mm -hmm. Cook is 4,800. Who knows what the split looks like there? No, there's nobody exciting down there. I think Leonard Fournette is clearly, and it would be Jeff Wilson if most of his, are the two best options sub-6K. Yeah, it, there's just not a lot down there. Um, yeah. Like the problem with Dobbins is he doesn't catch passes. He needs to score. And if, if Lamar is out, you're looking at an implied total that's going to be through the floor. Uh, yeah, Dobbins doesn't interest me much at all. Like, you, he has to play in some iterations from ahead to really get there. And it, how often is that happening against Cincinnati here? I, I don't think very often. But see, you see what I'm talking about? The line for the Vikings-Giants game should be pick em. In what world should it be pick em? I, did, I'm going to end up unloading on Minnesota just for society reasons. Brandon Katz is legitimately just spewing nonsense. Well, he's, a, he's a crazy person. We appreciate the, the, the love, but I, I – What I, love? Well, he's here. He's, he's, he's organically engaged. so he can chat. talk shit. He Fine. said Chase no is love. getting more targets than Jefferson right now. Love. Jefferson played a quarter last week, and he was locked down the week before by Jared Alexander. The, the – the three weeks, but 16, 16, and 15 targets. The guy's just spewing nonsense. Listen, okay, yeah, I was no love. I'm taking back the love. Fine. See, I got you all fired up with meatloaf. And now, now, chat, you better watch out.
Thanks for watching, Brandon. Hit that thumbs up. That's what Um, I was trying to get. I was trying to get an extra like out of the show. Good luck with that. (laughs) I just hit the like button. No, I forgot. I didn't hit it. There you go. Well, he's. Oh my God, dude. I, you know, I'm not even, I'm not even going to get, I'm, I, I refuse. I got, we got too many important things going on here. If you're looking at something in the context of he's gotten more targets over the last six weeks and disregarding context, you need to go back and essentially reevaluate everything. If you take out the Jair Alexander game and the game where he only played one quarter, one and a half quarters or whatever it was, and you... I'm I'm spinning my I'm I'm talking to a brick wall. Yeah. All right. You see what you've done? Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Any other running backs you like here? And and no. let me let me close it with this because I know your answer to that is no. I have two questions for you because they need to be answered. Well, actually, three. One, and you can run through these. Just feel free to run through them. One, what do you do with Joe Mixon? Very tough spot. That run defense since and particularly the defense since Roquan Smith came at the deadline has been very good. And Joe Mixon, all year long, outside of one fantastic game against Carolina, he's been pretty bad on the ground. What do you do with him? What do you do with the the ground game for Dallas? Because that looks wildly unappealing this week to me. And do you take some shots? Because you talked about uh, Gino. Do you take some shots on Kenneth Walker, just given the volume that he sees week in and week out? So all of them are in the same range. Uh, Kenneth Walker insane volume like crazy derrick henry level volume so I, I do think you can do that to me i would i would rather roll the dice on pollard uh who is the guy you mentioned it's not an appealing spot but i, I think the range of outcomes for the dallas backs is pretty wide he's an electric player the floor is probably the lowest for him i think walker's probably got the best there just because if you touch the ball 30 times even against san francisco it's hard not to have anything uh go your way to me, ETN's the obvious play in the range. And then you have three legitimate tournament plays on those backs from Pollard to Mixon to Walker. I think Walker's probably the worst option, even with the volume. Okay. I would agree. Let's talk wide receivers here. Let's talk wide receivers. We're talking about the top guys. You can't play Jefferson because he's getting less targets than Chase right now. And the Vikings are going to get shut out, apparently. They're worst yeah, should team be in the NFL history. Should be a pick. All right. Uh, go, Brandon, don't count last week. Don't count last. You. Don't count gotcha. last week. And then throw out the week before against a lockdown corner. And tell me what it was like before that. Jamar, Justin Jefferson is peppered with targets essentially every week. Uh, he averages double-digit targets per game on the season. He's fantastic. Before we talk about him, though, we have to shout out our sponsor, Prize Picks, because, well, they won't make anybody mad. Let me uh, people can people can grind my gears, get me fired up, Ben. But Prize Picks is going to do nothing but good for people because they're given a hundred-dollar first match deposit bonus. You're getting a free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum. Three a free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum. When you sign up using the link in the description or the one in chat, isn't that remarkable? It's $120 value, not just our football tools, but every tool that we have on the site is free to you when you sign up using that link in the description or in chat. And Ben, you just have a great site to play on where you can mix as many sports. You're just building lineups with props and taking home some big money. 
so many different options. The beautiful thing, we're all talking about some of these guys. There it is. It's right there on prize picks. You have a you have a feeling on Jefferson, put it in the prop. Build your card around that and you can get paid out on your takes. Like the the number one thing in all of this, you got the value if you if you think you have the edge. Prize picks is another way to do it. You mentioned my favorite thing. PGA has started. College basketball is here. NFL is here. NBA, NHL. If you watch a lot of different sports, you can sync them up and parlay them up across the board. Really good opportunities. There's Jefferson on the screen. Uh, so yeah, shout out to prize picks. Obviously a lot of people already play over there. If you don't, again, use the tools, take the value links in the description of this video. Check it out. Check it out. And you're getting a, like I said, free month. If, if nothing else, all of our tools for every single sport, everything, including the new NBA and NFL lineup generator entirely free. We do this because we want you guys to check it out. We want you to win money and we want you to hang around. No better way to do it than essentially get in the door for free. Check out all our tools and our premium discord for a month. Links in the description and in the chat. All right. So wide receiver. Yes. Brandon, of course, says Jefferson's easier to double. That's why he's a fade. It's also, I think I would agree. Very easy to double. Mo, I mean, very easy to double, which is why he had 1,800 receiving yards this year. KJ Osborne season. Yeah. My man, he's stepping up. Yeah. Yeah. Double him and he will be shut down, as we've seen, 1,800 receiving yards this year. Uh, you know what the box scores don't show is there's weeks where I played Jefferson, and you can see that uh, in, in the weeks where he has like three targets. So <laughs> if, if I don't play him, um, he will have another 20 targets against the Giants, and they're at home. It's, it's as good a spot. And, and normally, as we dive into this, what's he 9700 9500 like they're giving us pretty generous pricing on all the top end wide receivers this week jefferson faced the giants in in week 16 he had 16 targets 12 for 133 and a touchdown they're gonna pepper him very little reason to believe they won't the giants are bottom 10 in dvoa against wide receiver ones this year I, I, you have to like him this week. There's, there's, you have to like him this week. Yes. I, I like, I like everybody. I, I, I have no problem with Hawkinson. If you want to go to a cheap KJ Osborne, um, as bad as Thielen is, he's super, super cheap. You're talking about a, an abbreviated slate. I, I think you could essentially, I, I think you could essentially just look at anyone for, for the Vikings this week and plug them in in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to the cousin stack, absolutely. I mean, when I look at the wide receivers, I don't think we really, realistically, even though we got into the weeds a little bit, you don't need to spend time on Jefferson. He's an amazing play. Chase, elite. It's Tyreek Hill to me. That is the big question. If he has no quarterback, how big is the discrepancy? And obviously the tools here at Stochastic are going to tell us ownership-wise, and is it worth, a, worth rolling the dice if he's one-fifth the ownership of a guy like Jefferson? Hey, fellas, uh, wanted to give you all update. Uh, Dolphins are saying that Skylar Thompson is going to be the quarterback. Uh, that's what they're preparing as. So, well, wow, thank you for talking. Yeah. yeah, that's a big problem. That's a huge problem. If it was Teddy, I'd be okay with it. Skylar Thompson. Everyone's going to say that, though. Like, Tyreek is going to be, like, very marginally owned because of this. Yeah. I like him for large field tournaments. I do. I know he that's can a create, He can create a ton after the catch. This is the playoffs. Like, 
he should still have double digit targets. He should. He certainly should. Bills have shown some weaknesses lately. But again, it is it is an opportunity costing though, right? Because if you're if you are playing Hill, that you have Jefferson Chase Hill digs is seventy six hundred against Miami. That's a that's an appealing spot. CD Lamb against Tampa seventy seven hundred should continue to see a pretty significant target share. You would think in this game. How does Hill rank for you still among all of those guys with Skylar Thompson at the helm, even in large field tournaments where you're trying to get different? I mean, I still think, you know, this is where it gets, there is nuance to it. If you have a lineup where you say, I, 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 you know, it's a short slate and I need some leverage. I think Tyreek Hill really can still get you there. Having said that his past to success, it's undeniable are less than Jason Jefferson and, and to me, even CD lamb. So I, I do still have him behind, but it's always a balance of at what point it's just like, just to bring it back to kind of one of the themes of the show. At what point do you bet the Vikings? I mean, even if you like the Giants, not that this would ever happen. If the spread swung where the, the Vikings were three and a half point underdogs, you, you would bet them on principle, I would hope. And with Tyreek, if his ownership drops to such a level, I think you have to get over the field at a certain point. You're probably right. Would you just do it with, with, with Waddle, though, instead? Or is Hill the guy you want? Because they both do a lot after the catch, which they're very likely going to need to do with Skylar Thompson at the helm, right? Like to in order to produce, maybe there's yes. a deep shot, but they're going to have to they're going to have to create some yards on their own if they, which they can both do very well, but they're going to have to do something on their own. I think for me, when you're going after something like this, you're obviously attacking stealing, and ironically, I actually would prefer Tyreek because he's more expensive and I think it's going to be harder for other people I think Waddle will still be a reasonable target for people uh it's easier to get to so I I I want the full leverage because if Tyreek is ineffective it doesn't matter if he's 8,000 or 7,000 or 6,000 or 9,000 like he's either getting there or he's not um so why not fully leverage it what does that do to your opinion for Jeff Wilson assuming Skylar Thompson starts And, and, and assuming, of course, that Raheem Mostert is out. Because if they're both yeah. in, just get, get me away from both. Oh, of them. get me away from that. I, I still think that Wilson's a pretty – I prefer Fournette, but I, I'm okay with Wilson. If you're going to give me 20 total touches, I know that this is a bad situation, but I, I didn't think it was going to be that good to begin with. Um, they're going to have to be – they're going to be down. They're going to be throwing. And I still think some of these guys uh, can get there either on volume, in Wilson's case, or just – pure upside, which is Tyree kill. He always has that to break an 80 yarder. The mid range has some options too. Keenan Allen against Jacksonville coming off a huge game game. That was actually meaningless for them. Mike Evans against Dallas. Godwin 6,400. If William Mike Williams plays 62, I, I do think there are some spots that we could target here. None of these guys are like, are, are sure things in the sense of like definitive, clear number one. Like with Evans and Godwin, it could be either one of them. With, with Mike Evans and Mike, or Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, you know, Keenan Allen should see that the larger target share, but more of a possession guy. It could be Mike Williams, assuming he's healthy, assuming he plays, they could have, you know, the two long touch. So all of these, even like when you're talking Christian Kirk and Zay yeah. Jones or whatever, there's no definitive, clear week in, week out guy that's getting those double digit targets locked in. 
No, it's a crowded range there. Mike Williams, I mean, this isn't why you're playing, but that guy, that guy makes ungodly catches. Like, if he could stay healthy, he would be talked about kind of in a different tier, in my opinion. I think Kirk is pretty interesting. If you're going to go to Lawrence, I, I know Zay Jones gets a, a lot of love. Not saying he's my favorite play, but to me, the most fascinating name. I mean, what do you think Debo's role is in this situation? He's 5,700. Yeah. Like this used to be a, 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 like, I know McCaffrey and him haven't really coexisted a ton. This used to be like an 8K guy. I have him written down as well. It's so difficult because, you know, now you have a team that has Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell back. Does that take away the need to give Debo six, seven carries per game, which the, the efficiency on those was pretty unsustainable to begin with. And then in a low passing volume offense where clearly Brock Purdy has locked on the Kittle recently, you still have Brandon Ayuk. How much meat is left on the bone for Debo Sammy? He's also a great yards after the catch guy. One of the best in the league, hands down. Uh, but that's my only concern here. Like I, I think 5,700 5, at first is kind of shocking, but the more I kind of put it in the context, I think that's probably where he should be. I don't even disagree with that. I just, when you, when you get a situation like this, to me, everything I've tried to say today is structured within smaller slates. Like when you have 13 or 14 games, a lot of these situations, you don't need to get crazy because you can, you can find a 7% owned wide receiver who's not crazy. If you're trying to be different in these slates, you have to do something weird. And I think Debo is the name that can accomplish that. Tyreek Hill is the name that can accomplish that. Geno Smith is the name that can accomplish that. Most likely these plays won't work out, but I think having some of them in some of your lineups is very, very necessary uh, given everyone else is going to do very obvious things in, in the Osborne, Gabe Davis, Zay Jones range right below him. Right. Now you're right. And I guess that is the question. Like if you're trying to get different, where will it be for me? Yes. I'll probably still go back to some Gabe Davis, 4,800. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 10 targets last week. Couldn't haul that one in in the end zone. That could have changed everything around. But 10 targets last week. K.J. Osborne, then you're talking about Slayton, Hodgins, Richie James, all of them down there in that dirt cheap range. We saw last time Daniel Jones faced this Vikings team. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even refer to that. It's the fact that the Vikings secondary is as bad as it is, right? Only one team is allowing more passing yards per game. They're allowing 7.4 yards per attempt through the air. This is a bad, bad secondary. So I, I think taking some shots on, on a Hodgins, a James, a a Darius Slayton is just, is just sensible. Yeah. It's funny. You know, Daniel Jones is a popular quarterback name and I know he's got some mobility, but it, it stands to reason that some of these giants pass catchers outside of Saquon have to get there if he has a huge game. So uh, it's just very hard to sort through them, but I agree. You have reasonable pay down options at wide receiver. 
what else do you want to do at, at wide receiver position? Anybody that stands out maybe as a, as a leverage spot, as a tournament play, and anybody else that, that you like here? I think that, uh, you know, again, tournament play, what about a guy like Michael Gallup? Uh, certainly can make some plays. Get six targets in that last game, low, con- you know, one reception. The game log is a mess, but I still think that's the type of guy with Dak. What an interesting build. Um, you're not going to find stability down here, and I don't think you need to go down here for stability. Maybe one-offs at best. Yeah, I'm thinking if you're looking on like in, in smaller slates, like the yeah. Saturday slate or or whatever, you're going to have to look to some you know somewhat weird spots. That slate doesn't have a lot for for cheap options though. That that one really doesn't. Once you get into the Sunday slate, there are a few more guys that that are ugly, but Maybe like if Lamar played Demarcus Robinson's 3,500, you could do worse than that. If Lamar doesn't play, you're pretty much throwing that out the window. You have McKenzie at 3,400. We've seen him show up in some of these Jones who Marvin Jones. Yeah. Right. Like all of these guys are on a T Y Hilton is is playing. He played almost 40% of snaps last game. Saw four targets. It's gross. I would likely stay away from him, but like even a Noah Brown, does a Noah Brown go out and have another five or six targets? None of these guys are appealing, but you are without question. If you're playing some of these top tier guys, which you're going to, you're going to find yourself in this spot. And, and honestly, I think one of the, one of the spots you could look to, maybe if you're playing the Sunday through Monday um, is probably Russell Gage. Another, again, you know, we talked about Brady at the top of the show. Julio, um, you know, he in and out gauge has been, he got a little banged up late in the year, but he looks like he's good to go. Sub 4k. You have various options. Paying down at wide receiver is not going to be a problem this week. There's legitimately three, four five guys, even on the small slates. Talk tight ends and defense here. Let's do it. All right. I think, I think we hit on everything for wide receiver right now. Oh, how about this? Last question for Saturday. Is there one value receiver that you think is like, would it be Marvin Jones for you? Yes. There is, it would. Yes. Yep. Okay. All right. Two games hey. late. I mean, I, I'm not going to go to the Seattle pay down options. I think that we know what the Niners want to do. The chargers are, are tough uh, in that regard too. It's Marvin Jones. So we have for everybody watching now, for everyone watching after the fact, we recently changed the, the the three free days for NFL to five because three is ridiculous, right? Like if it's on a Tuesday when Ben and I were doing the show, I I told these guys like we can't we can't promote three free days on a Tuesday. It doesn't help anybody. Like sure you get Thursday, but that's it. And now Thursday night football is gone. And now it's five days for all of our NFL tools. The link is in the description. The link is in chat. That means if you were to use it today, right? If you were to click that link, go take advantage of five free days. You're getting everything in the bleed up, being able to use all of our tools, tweak your lineups, be, familiarize yourself with the tools, whether it's the boom bust tool, the top stacks, which I know is Ben's favorite, the ownership tool, the player projections, all of our projected stats and data, the NFL lineup builder, the lineup generator, everything, all of our premium stuff free for five days. That means you have it through Sunday. And with the way that this works, it's weird. With the way that it works, um, remember they had explained this to us. They're like, it's the midnight after the fifth day. So you're getting Monday as well. So you'd be getting 
all of Saturday slate, all of Sunday, all of Monday, all of the showdown games as well, all of our tools, our top showdown plays tool, our showdown ownership projections, all of that for any showdown slate, but also all the main slates if you take advantage of it. So now that it's five days, you can really gear up and get every single slate. So you're talking everything throughout the week if you use it today. And I would say use it today too so you can really familiarize yourself with these tools going into it and you're not just blindsided going into a, you know, a new service, new tools on Saturday morning or something like that. So check it out. Links in the description and in chat. Risk-free, not risk-free, it's entirely free. And if you hate it, we will refund your misery, which is exactly $0. But we hope you stick around, and I think you will. And hopefully you win some money. All right. Tight end and defense. We'll talk about tight ends first. Then we'll give our defense under 3K. There's one, I think, to me that stands out more than the others. But for tight ends, you kind of go can go a lot of different directions here. Mark Andrews might be a moot point if, if Lamar is out. But Hawkinson against the Giants, great spot. Do you want to go to Kittle, though? Because he's been productive. I think he's got 14 touchdowns over his last four games. But the volume is, is something where if he doesn't get in the end zone, you could be looking at a, a very underwhelming game from George Kittle. Got 27 targets in the last four weeks. He's got seven touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, come multiple on. touchdowns in three of four. That's awesome. Uh, George Kittle is an amazing player. But when you're getting five, six, eight targets, it's pretty thin margins. If he keeps scoring, sure. But I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of that. If I have the money, great, because he can just keep doing what he's doing. I think Hawkinson makes a ton of sense. Ingram, these are going to be attachments to your stacks. Hawkinson, Ingram, Dawson Knox. I mean, this is a guy that it, the range of outcomes has been massive, but he can still pop up with a, a five-plus target game every now and then. And he's finding the end zone pretty frequently himself lately. I'm looking over this position thinking you have a, a number of different directions you can take. Ingram, not crazy at all. It's, it's tough with that team because really Trevor Lawrence hasn't had a preferred option all season long. One week it's Zay, one week it's Kirk, one week it's Ingram. You know what I mean? It really has, it really has been kind of erratic just in, as far as who he's going to on a weekly basis. It's definitely going to be kind of a, a mixed bag. But when you're, when you're talking about tight ends, I think we all acknowledge you kind of have to live a little dangerous. Like if you're not Travis Kelsey, you know that you're going to have fleeting targets and you probably have to score. Kittle's been doing that at an insane clip, but I'm not sure he's different in that regard than anyone else up top. Like you need to find the end zone and you might only get four chances. Yeah. Ingram, but, but Ingram has that ceiling. We've seen it. That's he what, does. that's what it is appealing to me. He has the ceiling. Plus if you're talking Saturday only slate, how popular is Kittle going to be? Oh my God. Matt. Right. Cause it's, it's Kittle. It's Gerald Everett. It's Noah Fant. Or if you're going to like a Donald Parham or a Will Disley, hoping for two targets, one of them, they score. And then it's Ingram. It's Kittle and Ingram. They, they have to take up the, the large majority of ownership. And you would think that Kittle's going to be the most popular for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the two-game slate, there's a raw points component. We obviously are going to have you covered leading up, uh, you know, to those games. So we'll visit that there. It's, it's definitely uh, limited options, though. 
the cheaper options though are pretty ugly. Like we've found ways to get real cheap at tight end throughout the year. And sometimes it works. You know, Isaiah likely was a man. I'm not sure any of us expected 10 for 103 when the rest of the team did nothing, but Brown locked on to him. And that was great. That was huge. He was sub 3K. It got you where you needed to go. I don't really see any of those this week. Like Daniel Bellinger, Kate Otten, Parham, none of these guys are really, not only are they not exciting, but they're pretty ugly plays. I, I'm, the only thing I'll ask you about is it has appeared that Skylar Thompson has an affinity for some reason or another for Mike Gusecki. And that had not been the case with Bridgewater or with, 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 uh, with, with Tua Tagovailoa. Like they didn't look his way once in many games. He has been targeted relatively frequently when Skylar Thompson has been under center. There's no doubt. I just wonder with the lack of top end options in terms of like extreme pricing, feels like I might have plenty of money to land in the 4K range for tight end. Uh, so, you know, if you're if you're changing it up and, and you want to punt there, I think you obviously can, but I'm not sure I'll need to. And that makes it tougher and tougher because I, I think we'd all agree if I had the money, I'd rather have Schultz and Ingram and Hawkinson types over a Gasicki type. For sure. And that's where it's tricky, yeah. So if that's the case, then where are you saving? So I don't like, know if you, you're you like running back, I think you can easily pay down. Um, okay. Quarterback, you're not going to have a, a super expensive stack unless you're going like bills. I, I, it's not even where am I saving? Where am I spending? Jefferson, Chase. McCaffrey, you can yeah, save down. You can spend down a quarterback for sure, though. Like you could get two of those guys, and I still think you have plenty of money. You're probably right, especially if you have like a giant stack or something. Giant stack, secondary guys on Minnesota stack yeah. is fine. Yeah. Uh, the the Jaguar stack is very cheap. Kirk and Zay Jones are not even expensive. the Tampa stack's not that hard to get to with Brady at his price and when it's sixty two. You're right; it's not that hard. Gage is super cheap. Like it's only if you're like the bill stack. And even there after digs, it's wide open. Davis is paid out. Knox is reasonable. Yeah. You're right. If you were to talk about, Oh, and by the way, uh, for those of you guys that don't have prize picks available to you, bet MGM should be available to you because prize picks is available in non-legal States. Whereas betting or bet MGM should be available everywhere else. Two free months of Stochastic Plus Platinum. Our whole thing here is we just want you guys to check the tools out because we think you're going to love them. And we know there's a lot of people out there playing smaller stakes. They're grinding their way, and maybe they don't have, you know, maybe you don't have the means right now to pay for, for a month or two months of Stochastic Plus Platinum with the amount that you're playing weekly or daily in DFS. In this case, all you need is two minutes of your time and $10. You're legitimately just taking $10, and you're using the link in the description or in chat. You're putting that 10 bucks in the bet MGM when you sign up for the first time, putting it on any game, any player prop. I think the odds have to be like 250 or shorter, but whatever. Um, and after that bet settles, you have two free months, $240 value. It's a truly beautiful thing here. Our hope is that you love it, that you love the Discord, that you love the tools, that you win money. And now you find yourself in a position where you go, hey, after two months, guess who's not playing, you know, the quarter arcade anymore and use these tools for free. And is in a spot where I can now become a full-time member and, and join the stochastic family. So 
if it doesn't work for you, you're down 10 bucks at the end. Actually, you're not down 10 bucks because if your bet loses, you still get all of that back in bonus bets anyway, up to a thousand bucks. Legitimate no-brainer. Best thing we have on the site, hands down. If BetMGM is available to you, take advantage of that all day long. Links in the description and in the chat. All right, defense under 3K. Give me the bucks, 2,600. No problem with that. I am going to, because people did ask, I'm going to give you a 30-second DMV story if I can. Mm -hmm. If I can. Mm -hmm. If people want to know. It's not even a story. People are going to be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? I had to go to the DMV. I found like a secret DMV. Apparently, it was great. Made the appointment. Got there. I was already stressed because I don't like to do any of this shit. I go. I get blah, blah, blah. I do all typical DMV. I get to the window, and I have to sign and fill out a bunch of paperwork naturally. I'm doing all that, and I just don't have my wallet. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's it. Like, there's liter literally two choices. I either find my wallet or I'm, I'm jumping over the overpass. Like, so I go in my car. I know I never lose things. I have to have it in there. I have it. I find it. I bring it back. I fill out all the papers. And the lady was very nice. And she's just like, I can't read your handwriting. And I'm like, well, like, I know I have horrible handwriting, but like, what do you want? There's literally nothing I can do. Like, <laughs> I'm doing the best I can here. So, like, <laughs> like, I, like, I wasn't just like, like, I'm trying to, you know, I just don't was it anymore. Was it legible enough? It wasn't good, but it was definitely legible enough. And I'm, we were like at a standstill because I'm like, okay, that's an interesting observation. But <laughs> like, realistically, what do you want me to do? I'm not going to do it all over. So what did, so did you have to like show, did you have to read it for her? I couldn't tell if she was just making the comment and like, I tried to pass it off like, oh yeah, haha, like I know it's terrible. Or if she was actually serious, like- you Like this is a problem. Like what, what do you, again, what exactly do you want me to do? So what happened? Nothing, I just was like, okay, um, <laughs> here you go, like have a nice life. What do you, I'm not doing it again. It, it didn't turn into a problem. I just, the way she said it, it was like, Half of an observation and half of like a, this is a problem. And I, yeah. I, I was, I was quite disturbed again. I know it's not really a story, but that's. So she's story. basically, yes. My handwriting's terrible, dude. It's awful. I don't know who the hell's. I think writing. I write in all caps now just to make sure that it's legible. Everything I write looks like a straight ransom note. It's <laughs> terrible. It's just straight ransom. Like that's. Oh, that'd be great. Handing her your license photo that looks like a serial killer. Oh, they definitely that. flagged me. Like there, there's no doubt. I'm like between the license photo and the handwriting what do you expect yeah i'm a doctor that's fair enough like yeah you know. there you go my dad was uh, a doctor and his handwriting was legitimately alleged illegible you could not read it could not read it uh yes does, last question and i'll get to my defense and you know this does does may handle all customer service issues in your house yes times ten thousand. are you <laughs> kidding me um vikings but well, there's no okay. What do we have? Five defenses sub three K. Yeah, it's not the, a lot. I think the Dolphins are out. The Seahawks are out. I think the Jags are in. I think the Ravens are in. Yeah, I mean, I know it's been a while and they made strides. There was a time where Joe Burrow couldn't even get the snap off before he was sacked. Like, I'm not saying that happens here, but the Ravens defense is going to give them all they can handle. I just don't know if the Ravens offense gives them a chance in a game like that. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't think you're wrong. Plus, on the shorter slates too, right? Like on a three-game slate, we have Baltimore, Cincy, Giants, Minnesota, Miami, Buffalo. If you're going to Buffalo, you're paying up a little bit. 
Ravens. Everybody's are going to Buffalo. Everyone's going to go to Buffalo in that game. No doubt, which is fine. But if Miami doesn't, Miami can still be really bad and not turn the ball over. And that's going to be a problem, right? Like that you need the turnovers. You need the defensive production, not just limiting scoring. That's actually like one of the big, big disconnects. If you shut them out, great. But if you don't, Give me a guy, a good quarterback who throws it 45 times over Skylar Thompson, who's going to be, you know, 18 for 28 with on 105 yards. Yeah. On like all short intermediate stuff. You want yeah. Jameis Winston. That's who you want to attack. Yeah. yeah not you want not Mariota. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want a game manager at all. No doubt. Appreciate you guys watching as always. We'll have the marathon matchup show tomorrow. Follow Ben at Jazz DFS. Follow me at Lafay underscore D. Shout out to Tyler for producing this one. Remember, uh, love to have you guys come check out the site. All the there's a million different ways to do it, whether it's through prize picks, MGM, or even just the five free days. You're gonna love our tools and you're getting in there either free or for ten dollars at the minimum for a month, two months, five days free, whatever it is. Hit the links down there. Shout us out. Say hi in the Discord when you sign up and you're checking it all out. And uh, we'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Marathon matchup show. Wrapping it up. Well, wrap, well, not wrapping it up, but six games. Hopefully we have more insight on Lamar. We already have it on Tua. We'll see you back there. 11 Eastern right here on the Stochastic YouTube channel. Peace.